This is Beautiful Church, a podcast where we hear about how God is putting hope and courage into his church in a time when it feels like everything else is falling apart. So we're here with Chad Bohai. Uh, Chad, Chad is a, we were just saying this, Chad and I have never met in person, but we've been buds for a while now. Uh, we talked on the phone, hours on the phone. I mean, we've had so many conversations. I've tracked what you're doing in San Luis Obispo area mm. and Central Coast and, um, and, the, and, the, and the transition you as a pastor have been going through with your church and kind of, a, kind of mm-hmm. an awakening that you've been going through in some ways, if I could say it that mm-hmm. way, over the last uh, number of years. But you're also a worship leader and a, like a really good one. I've yeah. tuned into some of your like prayer stuff where you're just leading your church in, in worship and you're like, oh gosh, you saw that? And you know, I'm like, yeah, well, you put it on YouTube and I wanted to find out. So yeah, it's lots somewhere. Lots of people can see that. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but I love it. And, and weren't you like a recording artist? Have you like written songs or something like that? Yeah. So for like uh, a, a number of years, I was, I was writing on... Uh, I was a writer for Capital CMG. So from San Luis Obispo, California, I would be flying back and forth to Nashville for various like songwriting sessions and stuff. O- oddly, my whole life since I've been leading worship, everyone's always asking, where's your albums? Where's your music? And I, my answer was always, I don't know how to write a song. Right. And it wasn't until I was literally I was 20 and in our big youth center of the church that hired me here when I got out of college in, in Pismo Beach, California, I just was determined I'm not leaving this room until we write a song. And literally, wow. it was terrible. Didn't even have a pre-chorus or a bridge. <laughs> the next morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. with a pre-chorus and a bridge, and that just opened the floodgates to like, yes, you can write a song. The Lord's put put a song in your heart. So wow. Yeah, That's I love awesome. it. I still I still write. I love writing songs in, in worship. It's a it's like who I am. I love, love that part That's so cool. of connecting with Jesus. I, yeah. I love that man. I love songwriters. I'm a, I'm a I'm a music like nerd geek. I'm not, I haven't actually did actually when I was in 18 19 like I did write a couple worship songs. Yeah. But uh but, Come on, but I'm let's hear but, it. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I could remember it actually now you said that. <laughs> Come on, reach back. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll get there. I'll get there. But, but <laughs> you like you made me sing. I'm going to you got to sing next. Dude, I know, right? Uh, Come on. No, no, no. we didn't make Chad this. do anything. He volunteered. <laughs> Chad just I didn't know we were rolling. Okay. <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, but one of the things that I that you and I have connected on is this idea, and I love, and I so I'm not going to steal it because I like the way that you say it. H- had this awakening, I don't know what you would call it, about prayer in the church and and building around His presence and gathering people around the mm-hmm. presence of God, and um, it's been inspiring to me. And and you've gone through a lot the last couple of years mm-hmm. because of this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is probably mm. been one of the hardest years, you know, of, of your life just in mm. going through some of these transitions, I would imagine. Um, and so uh, obviously we don't need to necessarily hear all of the details of the people and different things like that, but your church really did have to go through a pretty uh, interesting transition in the last couple of years. Talk about that a little bit, about what you guys are doing, about the awakening you've had. So about five years ago, I was pastoring just a, a, a good church in uh, Santa Maria, California. And I just looked at my wife and I'm like, sweetheart, my heart was good, but I was just weary. Yeah. You know, and so I went on a, what I called my permission trip. One of my good friends, uh, John Tyson, pastors a beautiful church in New York City yeah. called Church of the City, New York. And, and they had just started what they called Pray NYC and, and they just filled day, you know, multiple days a week with hours of prayer. So I just went 
and sat in that prayer room about five years ago. I didn't know a soul. All I knew was uh, Tyson from his podcast. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I got off the airplane, again, I traveled all the way from California. I, I get to that first meeting that I put on my calendar to attend first prayer meeting and I walk in and the, they're singing a song I wrote Wow! No. and immediately, no, no, totally. I, 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 I was like struck yeah. in, by, by the spirit, like the Lord's like this, you're not a fool for taking this journey. This is going to be a good week, a significant week. Wow. And so, you know, I said, I, first of all, like I've had a heart for prayer since I was a, a teenager. I read Ian e. Bounds when I was 16, 17, 18. I'm like, if I ever, if I ever have a ministry, it's going to be built on prayer. If you're reading Ian e. Bounds God, at 16, literally. you're in. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Dude, no, I, I, I'm not kidding. And I used to like the old fashioned highlighter, that big, yeah. huge, complete works of Ian e. Bounds. And and then, uh, then I obviously went to Why Revival Terry's to Leonard, so oh, like, yeah. Raven Hill. So that's like my, sort of my story. Get him, get so. Oh, dude, <laughs> give me children or I die. Yes. I was literally traveling, preaching. Yeah. And in that chapter, give me children or I die, I had to get out of my bed. I forgot what state I was in preaching. I was overwhelmed with that, that just that cry. So anyway, wow. in New York, I'm just like, you know, sitting there, I've already been a prayer pastor. I know how to pray, yeah. but just sitting hour after hour after hour, it was, it was, it was really just a vision for how to, how to build this into your, into your local church. That's why it was so unique because it was this local church that has such a strong prayer ethos. Yeah. And so after spending time with their team, worship pastor uh Isaac and Emily Gay wrote a song with them when I was there. And then and then with uh with John was super gracious several hours with John. And I literally came home in this old building we used to uh meet in. I turned the choir room into our altar room. I bought a big screen personally with my own money. I'm not trying to lose my reward, but I went to Costco <laughs> down the street. I'm like, this is gonna be our prayer room. And again, we already been doing prayer. Yeah. But it, it just, it energizes us to build these hour blocks of worship with the word and prayer to just, you know, do the reps of giving up, giving the Lord a place to, to reside and dwell among us yeah. and really transform us by, you know, rehabituating our hearts around his presence with the word, with worship, and then with just God's people learning how to talk to him, how, do you, how to see him, how to hear him and respond. How do you think that changed, that changed your church and, and how do you think that can change churches to really build around that? Why is that important? So oddly, like when you're trying to like, if prayer's the thing, mm -hmm. it's kind of a hard sell uh -huh. <laughs> because it, you know, I'm, I'm dead serious yeah. because Galatians 6, Galatians 6, 7 through 10, like convincing people that it's worth sowing to the spirit yeah, where there's not necessarily going to be immediate reaping or benefits. You know, I love Isaiah 52, like his, he, his, his reward is with him. Yeah. Like his recompense, he is the recompense. Like the reward is him. We know that. But, you know, people have limited schedules and limited lives. So like, why are we building this, these hours of prayer, et cetera, to those who attended? So it was never like the whole church came to these hours, right? you know, hour blocks. Yeah. But for those who came, there was a sweetness of intimacy and communion and community like you wouldn't want to miss. Yeah. And we know it's not like there's bells and whistles and fireworks every prayer meeting, <laughs> but the Lord would show up. You and I, we all know yeah. he'll, he'll show yeah. up every set. And so, so for us, it was this sort of like, like it, it mostly drew people who were a little more inclined to, to that sort of thing, like worship and prayer. And honestly, right before COVID hit, I think for our little church, we, we were never over 200 people. And so for our little church, we had seven one-hour blocks that were just awesome altars. We were just building. Yeah. 
And I was on a, like a three month sermon series on prayer. I never preached that long about anything, <laughs> but it was just the revelation of like prayer. This is it. This is our culture. And then obviously I don't want to talk about uh, COVID and all that stuff, but um, we pivot, you know, obviously we're like, where are we meeting? Are we meeting in person? So then it opened up all these things. Yeah. And I feel like building those rhythms of altar, we're just now, uh, we're in a, a different city now, a different place, but we're we're getting ready to rebuild sort of these this this uh, this time we call it the altar of just worship with the word of prayer. So it can change your church. It's costly. It's incremental. It's slow. It's not flashy. Like there's nothing to Instagram, <laughs> right? Uh, right. You know, but it's like we we need it. Yeah. Like I, I've been in on deep. I'm like on my my fourth book on the Moravians this last two weeks. I've just been on a deep dive of this unbelievable potent community. And I love, they called themselves the tiny people in, in German. Wow. And when you're trying to build prayer into the fabric of your church, it's a perpetual reminder of our tininess. Now, I, I that doesn't mean I don't think we're called to do great things or that there's gifts and graces and God loves us and he's for us. I believe all that. Yeah. But there is something about going low, becoming small in our own eyes. And the, and the Moravians would say, because we're the tiny people, we have a front row seat to the greatness of the Lamb. Yeah. And so I would just say, when you're trying to build prayer, as I've seen, it, it's the slow and steady. Uh, it's like, uh, Pope, I just Instagrammed this, not because you need to follow my Instagram. I might just, whatever. But it was Never a moment of inspiration this morning. Me. Stop it. No, <laughs> anyway. Was like, potency potency is a result of integrity not intensity yeah so i can't build something in my church that i'm not personally building yeah that's right like in internally as yes. as a house of prayer etc so and, and I, I i don't know if that answered your no, question no it, it doesn't and, and also it, no i said it does so oh. it sounded like i said it doesn't no it doesn't it's about to get real Chad, here, it doesn't it doesn't answer it at all uh actually we're going to just end this right now um, no, Love you guys. <laughs> no, I was going to say one of the, I think one of the big challenges is what you just said is, uh, man, I don't want to, I don't want to speak ill or out anyone. And, but you know, this, I know this, Sarah knows this. The reason why we have to build prayer is because we are not in America, a praying people. And that's right. And the pastors of these churches are not praying people. And the reason why they don't build it is because they can't do they can't build something that they're not doing. They can't build right. something that they're not about. And it and it's a weird thing, right? Like I've said this for hmm. probably 15 years now. Like the fact that prayer is an epiphany that the church is having in America. Like that's the epiphany. It's happening right now. Yeah, it's, it's like a, yes. it's but, a very interesting statement about where we've been. Yeah, like it it's yes. it's like this is like the pinnacle this is the peak of everything we should do or be and it's the one thing we're like oh it's it's almost as bad or equally as bad as being like oh we should read the bible like well what else yes. are we then if we're not right. the bible in prayer yeah. like this is who we are as a people and so i loved i, I loved your answer but I, I i just i because i think it's such an interesting time we're living in where it's it really is something we're having to convince pastors and convince churches of. You need your church built around prayer. Well, and you and you you said this word. You said prayer is the pinnacle. I literally have a little teaching. I I love to write and think, and yeah. like like all of you. And I literally titled it "Prayer is the Pinnacle." And I remember I walked Perfect. away from a men's literally. I I walked away from a men's discipleship. I was discipling our men about six seven years ago. 
And I walked away and I was like, to teach a disciple to pray actually necessitates like eight dynamics of discipleship. And I'm not going to preach right now because this is a dialogue. Right. But literally, I cannot pray if I don't know the <clears throat> word. Sustained prayer. Right. I can't pray if I if I don't pursue reconciliation with the brother. Hello, Matthew 5, leave your gift there. Yeah. I can't pray if I'm not learning how to overcome sin. Isaiah, uh, Psalm 66, 68, where uh, if I cherish sin in my heart, he doesn't even hear me. I can't pray if I don't know the thoughts of God. How do I access his thoughts? Is by you, So I, I you begin to break these things like overcoming sin, walking in holiness, participating in like robust discipleship in the community of saints. I remember I just sat back and I was like, all of those are the means to an end to sustain and to build a prayer life. Yeah. Again, none of those none of those things earn our. We know that right. they don't. We don't earn our way to God. Not, we're 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 careful to say that. Yeah. But I remember walking away from away from that. Like prayer is the pinnacle. And like 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 here's go ahead. And, yes. and it's the as you're sharing that, I'm like, well, it's just. This, I mean, you're just preaching the Sermon on the Mount. Like each one of those things, and then thinking that the disciple, you know, are saying, teach us how to pray. He's like, well, when yes. you pray. Let me yes. teach you how to do it. Is the starting point yes. and the end point. Like it is the entryway that leads into these eight other areas to get us yes. to keep this and sustain this for eternity. That's it. That's it. And so I, lo- I love to, like, our little definition is like, it's le- like growing in prayer is learning to respond to God's reach for relational and enjoyment and empowered partnership. So it's that twofold. Wait, like wait, he's wait. Say reaching. That again. So like learning to pray, why is it such an important moment right now, is we're learning to respond to God's initiating reach for relational enjoyment and then empowered partnership. And so like we have to go in prayer because we have to know God. Like we need to know him. Like I can't go off of yesterday's bread. We are that Luke 11 dude knocking at midnight. I need bread. I need daily bread. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to live. I love this cheesy. Just deal with it. I'm a preacher, like <laughs> you all. But like, there's so many. There's so many here. Here say believers. We have to become. He says believers. Like I, I have to. Li- every word that comes from it proceeds from his that's mouth. So like he's. That's that's like that's like that's our inheritance. You know. And I, what I was going to say, you you provoked me to say this. Like here's Paul unpacking the dynamics of the gospel. We could just go back and forth, just Ephesians one through three, right. but on both the but on both occasions after he makes his monstrous points, yeah. first about first about Jew and Gentile, yep. right? He himself is our peace, chapter two, verse fourteen. Who has made the two one, destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandment. Blah 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 blah. He creates one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace through the cross. Yeah. For in him. We both have access to the Father in one spirit. Yeah. So you're like, his argument is so that you can approach in prayer. Right. Yeah. Cha- fast forward to chapter three, where he's like, you've heard of the mystery entrusted to me, chapter three, verses one. Then he unpacks it that Jew and Gentile are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, sharers to get to together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant, blah, 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 blah. He ends with, the manifold wisdom of God, verse 10, being made known to the to the to the rulers and powers of the purpose that God accomplished through his son Jesus. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God yeah. with freedom of confidence. Yeah. On both occasions. <laughs> this is just basic, <laughs> right. basic gospel theology. For Paul, the pinnacle is 
we get to approach God. Yeah. yeah. We get to pray. Yeah. Ooh, we get to commune. Yeah. We get to have intimacy, yeah. you know. So. Which, as you're sharing this, I mean, Zach's going to laugh at me because I regularly bring this up. But uh, Genesis 15, the promise mm-hmm. to Abraham, you know, he, w- he was promised Isaac. He was prom- that, you know, promised land, mm-hmm. promised, uh, you know, uh, an inheritance, you know, blooded out. We know that. But Genesis 15, he clarifies, I am your exceeding great reward. That the mm-hmm. whole thing is always about getting him as a reward. Yes. Yeah. That we are his inheritance and he is our inheritance. And this whole thing is about getting each other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, and I think that's Ooh. what we miss. I, everything that Jesus taught, everything he was talking about, like what you're saying. I mean, Paul said it. Let's talk about what Jesus said. Everything that Jesus talked about was about getting him Getting the father, yeah. not getting the father's stuff. Yes, nothing was about That's his it. stuff. It was all about him, and I and I think that might even be one of the reasons why we're not about prayers because we're about his stuff. Uh, it's the yes. it's the se- it's the son, the older brother in the uh, Ooh, prodigal mm-hmm. son story, where he he worked hard to do all of the things that were necessary to secure the stuff to secure the stuff, and the father goes. Oh, it's the most heartbreaking thing he says to him. He says, my son, all I have is yours. Meaning like it, right. it always has been and it always will be. Mm-hmm. I want you here with me. Yes. That's what this is about. Well, and isn't that the yes. truth? Like you think about that in Ooh. regular family. Yeah. Like there, mm. we get together in a somewhat functioning family. Yeah, you know, in general, right? Yeah, in, in a somewhat functioning. <laughs> in general, <laughs> somewhat. In, in a somewhat functioning family, but unless there is the relational equity, you feel the tension yeah. that whole time, and you don't ever yeah. want to give up. Yeah. But you want that enjoyment. It's not just the being That's together. It. Yeah, it's the enjoyment mm. of being together. Yeah. It's really yes. feeling like someone understands what I'm doing, who I am. I really understand. We have these inside jokes. We have this history, yes. which that's what prayer does. It builds history. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. No, and like, uh, you know, about the older son, like the tragedy is he's in the father's house, but he doesn't know the father's heart. Right. And whew, and there's there's nothing like trying to build a culture of prayer is to say we're trying to build a culture of like. We're stewards and stu- students of the knowledge and presence of God. And so particularly in a prayer space where the word is prayed and declared, you know, both written, incarnate, and prophetic, and then we're worshiping, it's in this space God begins to talk to his kids. Yeah. Where I, I move from just, yeah, I have access to his house. You right. know, I know where the pantry right. is, but no, I know his heart. Yeah. I know what he thinks. Yeah. I always pray this. I want to know what you see, say, think, feel, want, will, and wish. Like, I, I have access to those things. I appreciate the house. I appreciate the good job. Like I can provide for my family, but if it's if it's at if if I don't know your heart, yeah. And to me, this is the this is the desperate need of our hour, and why building praying lives, praying families, yeah. praying churches is so uh, it's such a significant hour in which we live. Yeah. yeah, it it is a significant hour. I I. I've been sober and saying this, and I've been trying to say this more often because uh, I, I feel like uh, you know how you say things and you don't want to become that guy, uh, so so you just try yes. you <laughs> avoid saying those things. I just I'm signing say up it. to be that guy right now and talk about how I really think our society is crumbling, 
And uh, not mm. in a metaphorical way, not in a, uh, oh, maybe one day, I don't know, what could happen with the future in America? No, I, I think we're there. I think, I think we're, yes. we're in a state, not eschatological, not end times. I'm not saying any of those things uh, on this, although I do think we're probably nearing those two. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I think for America, our country, America, and being yeah. a believer in America, I think, I think we need to talk about these things in light of, we are in a cataclysmic shift in belief and understanding mm-hmm. right now. And, uh, and it's, it's real. It's happening. It's happening around us. Uh, I, and this happens throughout history. You have nations that go through yeah. these moments where either some sort of evolution happens or chaos and conflict happen. And, mm-hmm. and I think me, you, all three of us, all of us are so... Are, I'm 41, but I'm still so young enough that I've never lived in a time of actual like war. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the Gulf War right. happened when I was like, you know, I don't know, nine or 10. And I remember my buddies yes. being like, you know, uh, oh, we just went to war with Iraq. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like it, it mm-hmm. didn't touch us. It wasn't like a time of war where mm-hmm. that was a reality. Not like it was for the, you know, the, those that lived in the, through the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. But um, but that, that reality is coming soon. And, and I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think mm-hmm. we're seeing some, I don't know if it's war, I don't know, whatever. And I'm not trying to predict it. I just know what, what's coming is hard times and chaotic times. Right. And it's going to get more chaotic and it's going to get harder. And it's going to definitely get harder for the church and for believers. Mm. And like yeah. you said, there is not any greater time than right now before it fully hits the fan. And and the right. last three years have been hard. It has not hit the fan no. yet. Um, right. But I think it's coming. And before it comes, we have to be a people that are about his word, that are about him, mm-hmm. that are about hit, uh, meeting with him and having that... It's almost what that that is to me what Matthew the the parable of the 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 virgins the 10 virgins is about mm-hmm. is having that oil because when things do hit the fan yeah to the measure that we have oil then is the measure that we'll have because mm. there's no more time to because get oil because there's no more time to get oil there won't be time to start a prayer life like okay well right uh, well i'll say do, it this whatever. way there's not going to be any time to get history correct to get history because in history that's good is what brings oil that's a great way to say it It brings the oil of friendship it yep. brings the oil of intimacy mm. the yeah. history there the newlywed loves very mm. different than the 50 years in that's right mm. and that's the invitation wow. is yeah. is different when you're a newlywed versus 50 years in right and right. The, the what you're able to do yeah. is is greater. Right. And even actually, wow. this has been one of the things that I've been excited about this interview. And Zach told me your story a little bit, not, not, you know, in detail or anything, but, sure, um, sure. but it just kind of gave me some broad strokes of the last year, year and a half, two years of what you've walked your yes. church through. So Zach was saying that there was this awakening in you and your church. And when those hmm. come, it ends up being costly. Like it's not, right. It's that's that's not unique sure. to you. That's just, in general, no. that's what happens to people. It is what it is. Yeah, and yes. it's the world we live in. And so, in inevitably, this was a costly thing. People disagree with what you want to do. Assuming I'm, I'm sure. presuming these things. Uh, people sure. disagree with this. There's conflict. I don't want to go this way. Why or do we have to change this? I do want to go this way. Why haven't we done this before? All those crazy, mm. all those crazy things. My the reason why 
I've been excited about interviewing you is Zach's been talking a lot about enduring and enduring Mm. in difficult times, right? And so what you Mm. and your church just went through was a difficult time. It was a a Mm. birthing of something, right? Sure, yeah. How do you pastor a church going through difficult time? Mm. How do you speak life and bring them out in an unoffended, wholehearted way? Yeah, yeah. Well, what a question. <laughs> and because uh, there's, said like, there's like 10 things. There's, yeah, that's what he said. And there's like 10 things, but I would say slowly. Um, again, it's not about intensity, it's about consistency and integrity. Um, and I'd give myself like a C plus, B minus for the record, like barely yeah. passing. It is unnerving to sort of lose your spot, your your regular Sunday gathering space, to to move to a city. Again, um, many of this was in, was in our hearts, but how it unfolded, which I really care not to, yeah. to share. I totally can, but yeah. it's like irrelevant. I, I just I just want to talk about Jesus. There's like three things that I'm, I don't want to forget about what you all just said. But how do you pastor? I think slowly, and then to me, I went out of my way. Like I'm a Jesus guy. I'm a I preach the word, gospel, kingdom, Jesus. Like. My, I feel like my perpetual calling is to bother people with Jesus, not in a weird, like, hold a picket. I mean, like, we're going to talk about King Jesus. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk to him, talk about him. That's like my life Ephesians. mission yeah. is Ephesians just, three. it's yeah. exactly, I, I just, and it's, yeah. And it's Colossians 1, 28, 9. He is the one we proclaim. Right. Like, I just, I have, a, I have one word, one message. Yeah. It's Jesus, only cool Jesus, back to the Moravians. So, so to me, like, I tethered our hopes. I did my best in this last year and a half, which I know when you're a preacher, you can preach a thousand texts, but we know like all of them point to a man, yeah. Yeah. right? Like John, John 5, 39 yeah. and 40. So I've gone very specific where we're just preaching out of the gospels. Again, I can preach any passage, Spurgeon, they're all going to lead us back to Jesus. We get that, but like anchoring our hearts in the person the work, the message, the ministry, and the mantle and mandate of King Jesus. This is like, again, we're 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 anchoring our hopes in the unshakable one. I love this. You guys are, are, are you talk about forerunners. Like Jesus, Hebrews 6, 19 and 20, is the forerunner who's entered into the secret place behind the veil. I love Hebrews language for our sake. Yeah. yeah. Like he's there for us. Yeah. And so this last year, year and a half, again, we're we're just rebooting some of our prayer rhythms as we've stabilized and, and, and so, and, you know, so back to like the, the, the shaking uh, and the chaos that you were talking about, Zach and, and, and Sarah, what, like when all, when the foundations are shaking, I just read this in devotions this morning, Mm. Psalm 11, verse four, Mm. what should the righteous do? Dot, dot, dot. The Lord is on his throne in his holy temple. And so again, what is the remedy of scripture when there's chaos, even as a pastor, when your, your community is going through like change and morphing and chaos and it's we're disoriented and which way is up? Like the Lord is in his holy temple yeah. and he's on his throne. Yeah. Like we know where to find yeah. him. And so, you know, I've tried to lead that way. I've tried to preach that way. And then we're just as we like, I'm in my best friend's church uh, office. They're letting us use their space for our Sunday rhythms and, and some of our prayer meetings. Like we're stable, we're solid. And uh, but again, throughout, we're trying to tether them to to the security and stability of being being yoked with and abiding in Jesus. That's good. 
That's amazing. Oh, it's like it's been it's been really hard, man. It's been the hardest year of my life with anxiety, panic attack. It has not been for the faint of heart. Again, I'm not I'm no exception. But again, why I love again, I've been in this deep dive with the Moravian and just that Moravian cry of a vision of Jesus, radical community and wrapped around the Sermon on the Mount living, canopy of prayer, again, the hundred year prayer meeting, and then global mission. Like if you have Christ in your heart, you're a missionary. Every heart that doesn't have Christ is the mission field. Yeah. So just these four basic things, but like this vision of Jesus, like for years as a pastor, you're supposed to like have a vision statement and a mission statement. And that would always drive me crazy. Cause I'm like, I actually don't get to pick. I know there's nuance. I know there's like <laughs> contextual stuff. If you're like missiology, I get socio, I get that stuff, but I'm like, Guys, Jesus, I have a document like I've just had for years called Jesus is our vision. Yeah. yeah. And like he's our vision. And then my mentor, Hal Perkins, you guys know yeah. Murray and Deborah Hebert. They're like amazing. Like Jesus, my mission is Jesus. My co-mission is to disciple people into the image of Jesus. Yeah. But my primary mission is to a person. And then I share in his purpose, right? I press in so I can know him. And then I pour out and joining him in his ministry. Wow. So I love that. So we are here in Kansas City. Doing a live read. A live read. Live, uh, live I'm ad. not reading anything. Yeah, it's just like a live. Actually, this one we I think we were thinking is like a live feel. Oh, that's Cause, good. Because we're not getting paid. No. We're just we just feel like we want to share this. I want to I want you to know this <laughs> because in Kansas City, yeah. since 1999, there has been a live worship team and people praying in a room. Yeah. 24-7, nonstop, to pray, to intercede, to ask the Lord for things, but also to just adore Him because He is worthy of 24-7 adoration. And like, so many so many cool things have come from it, but it's really, it, the whole purpose of it is because He's worthy, because He's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and they can watch at ihopkc.org. Slash can prayer room. Slash prayer room, but they can watch on our YouTube channel, yeah. IHOP's YouTube channel. Yep. Um, we lead, you're a singer in the prayer room, yep. and I lead prayer meetings, uh, yep. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You yep. can tune in on those things that we just mentioned. Come and pray with Come us. Come and pray with us. We're praying for the local church, and we're praying for the church in America. And so tune in and join us. It's going to be fun. Bring it back so around to the prayer thing. I mean, not I mean, not that we veered from it, but you were talking no. about Christ is on his throne. We know where to find him, right? Like you use no, that, that phrase. Yes. I know, phrase I love. Yeah. But what, what's, hitty, what's interesting that you would use that phrase is that, I mean, I'm assuming you know this, but that is coming out of your prayer history of when you go into your closet and shut the door, your father who He's in sees secret. in secret. He's there. Right. He's there. So you Ooh. get, you know yes. where to find him because he's on his throne. You don't got to worry about that. But I am worried. But you don't need to worry about that. I mean, this is the conversation right. I have with myself. I speak to myself yes. in the second person. Um, <laughs> yes, same. <laughs> it's like, get up. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope Come in on. God. Same. Um, but the, it's coming from the, I, if I need to know where to find him, whether I feel him or not, whether I see him or not, whether I... I'm hearing him or not. When I go to the secret place and I shut the door, he sees me and yes. he's with me. And that's yes. where I find him on his throne is in that place. Yeah, come on. And that's why I feel like the, the kind of leadership in the hour we're in, like we've all, we've, we've know about shepherding. Yeah. Right. E Ezekiel 34, John 10, Psalm 23, 
First Peter 5, 1 through 2, be shepherds of God. We're familiar with this kind of leadership in the body of Christ. And I know it's cheeky and it's alliterative, but that's how I see the world, okay? <laughs> but the kind of leader needed are, are Sherpa shepherds. We, like, we have to know how to ascend. And we like God's calling leaders to ascend that Psalm 24 reality that come yeah. up here, Revelation 4, through the door that's open. You open the door to me, Revelation 3.20. I'm opening the door to you. I want to show you great unsearchable things. And I, I feel like the kind of leader, not in an elitist, like I'm a Sherpa that can ascend heights in prayer and worship, but like someone has to go up that trail in churches, small groups, ministries, and like, like drill the carabiner in. And yeah. give folks who aren't lit, used to that ascended prayer lifestyle anchor points. Like there's just a different kind of leadership needed. And that's why I think prayer is exploding. Like it's leaders learning how to ascend in, in, in the secret place, worship with the word and prayer, learning how to press in. And we're just simply saying, follow me as I follow him. Yeah. Right. And, and if all we had was Jesus and Paul, which think we, I mean, those would be sufficient leadership models. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, those are good leaders to follow. <laughs> That's it, man. Like you can't separate life, ministry, and prayer. Right. Like their whole life. Right. It, it, we could talk about that forever. You or probably already have on on episodes. But and so I just I feel <laughs> so like as good. a leader, I I I I'm a gifted person. Like I'm not. It's not arrogant. I I know how to sing. I can put. I'm I'm a passionate guy. Like I feel like my last seven or eight years is like. Your gifting is not sufficient for the cost, for the shaking. Like you just said, guys and gal, like it's not what's going to sustain you and endure. Like, and thank God I have oil and I boast in Jesus. Yeah. I, like, like, so it's not just, oh, there's a gifted dude, but like, it's that thing that I want to impart to my people. Like you can know him. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you don't have to live off someone else's bread. And back to the virgins, the 25, vir like, I know this is a big IHOP in, in your guys' history. Yeah. And I know this isn't just, this is an IHOP. This is a beautiful church, but influence. You're at IHOP, both, I think both of you. But what I read the parable of the virgins, yes, we know oil, intimacy, lamp, ministry. But I view that as a breakdown and devotion. It's a breakdown of discipling community. Yeah. Why didn't the other five tell them you need oil? Right. So I feel like even our discipleship is going to look different. Yeah. Where we'll get around, yes, are you conquering sin? Are you walking in victory? Are you are you, you know, are, are you loving your spouse? Are you raising your kids as priests and kings? Are you doing good work in the world? Are you viewing your work as an extension of worship and the embodiment of the gospel? But like our simple question is do you love him first and love him most? Like what like it was a breakdown of a, of a community of discipleship where we stopped asking that question. Do you have oil? Right. Yeah. Like, how, are you living out of that, that, you know, intimacy, et cetera. So I love what you're I, saying. Anyway. I love what you're saying because essentially you're talking about, we have to have the life that we want the ones that we lead to have. And the only way Boom. to get it there is we have to have it. Um, Henry Nowen, I read, <laughs> I read his book uh, in the name of Jesus, probably, Every year, I've, I've for the last twenty since like two thousand one when I first read it. So I mean, I've I, I read it all the time. It's wow. so good. Um, but so good. It, it, I don't know if you've <laughs> ever read it. It's a leadership book. Yes. Um, and he says uh, he says in it uh, one of the things that always catches me, kind of along the lines of what you're talking about, is he says we're not the healers, we're not the saviors, we're not the givers of life. Mm. We are weak and broken vessels in need of the same. 
Jesus that we're trying to lead people to. And, and, and our job as shepherds, he says, is to mm-hmm. essentially become those mystics again and, and, and mm-hmm. find that well so that way we can show right. others how to do right. it. Well, and even talking about this endurance thing. Yeah. You know, even talking about wow. overcoming offense yeah. is, I mean, we all, it's, we're not special having gone through something, right? Like everyone's no. gone through stuff. Yes. And, yes. but I have seen, there's a handful of things that I have gone through where I'm like, oh, I learned who you are. Like, you're different than I thought you were. Like, you're really mm. different, actually. And it's way better. And I want that more. And the confidence right. that I have, yes. I was just talking to uh, last night, we, uh, we have a young adult small group that comes over and we were talking about how, how do you walk through offense? You know, it says that when mm. offenses come, right? You're going to be, we don't want to be offended, but you're going to be. So how right. do you... How do you overcome that? How do you not let that become a root of bitterness? And to be able to share the few. Now, the older I get, there's going to be more. That's not me saying bad things are going to happen to me and prophesying that. That's just life, right? But it's like, hey, I want to give you guys a picture. I want to let Mm -hmm. you know it is worth it. It is better Mm -hmm. going through this. Like, he really is way better than you thought. And you cannot know him in this way, aside from going through this. And right. I'm really sorry that this is hard. Yeah. Um, but I actually don't want to take you off the cross if the Lord has you there. Like if he's like, you know, the, the we die Come to the on. flesh, if he, if he is helping you kill your flesh here, yep. if he is killing your flesh, I don't want to take you off. Yeah. I want you to fully surrender your life to Jesus. Yeah. And the way that you will discover that is discover who he is by going through that. And I'm telling you, That's I've it. been there. Yeah. A little bit. Mm. I'm only 37, right? Yeah. I, I, I haven't yes. I haven't been through many things. Yeah. I am a new newer mom on the mom scale of spiritual yeah. moms, right? Uh-huh. Um, but the little I do know, it's only getting better. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's exact no, that's my testimony. Like I, I love him more. And again, it's not decibel level or intensity. No. It is urgency. Oddly, but it, it like this is this like the gold of this year. Like I was prayer walking, literally no hype. I don't we don't we didn't. It's been the hardest year of our life. But I was on a prayer walk the other day, just talking to the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, I believe again. This is just a, a simple like I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Jesus, and I'm like, this is going to be the most significant. I actually said the best year of our life. And we know this to be true. Yeah. Like we don't wish trials, difficulties, adversities, opposition, slant, whatever it is, et cetera, on anybody. But it is an opportunity to begin drawing near to God and he'll draw yeah. near to you. Yeah. And that's like, to me, that's what the the gold of going through adversity and overcoming offense. Like, it's so funny you're saying that, Sarah, because my, I, I read the book of Hebrews this morning just as like a baptism. P.S. Anyone listening and your heart is waning for affection for Jesus, I'm, I'm like always in Colossians or Hebrews because they're Colossians so is... Christocentric. Oh. Je- like, it's yeah. like, like I just read them and I'm like, Jesus and the spirit of revelation hits your inner man or inner woman. And, and so I read Hebrews this morning and overwhelmed with chapter tw- chapter 12, which yes. we know as the endure discipline, fix your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. we know the whole, ch- you get it. But see to it that no bitter root grows up. Yeah. Like don't miss the grace of God. Yeah. So all of this thing, and then we get to come to the mountain of joy, the blood of Jesus speaks a better word, and then we're receiving a kingdom that's unshakable. The whole chapter is glorious, but there is that space and place that we have to teach believers. And again, we learn this by building, praying lives 
because it's about that endurance when it's not flashy Instagram worthy, he is worthy and worth it. Yeah. Like it, it gives us a space and a place to process our pain. Right. Hello. Yeah. To receive his comfort and then to agree with he what what he sees and says about what we're walking through, people, places, and things that are out of kilter from the king right. and his kingdom. Yeah. The prayer is the vehicle right. in community. Yeah. Or we get to process that you stuff. You know what's interesting? And so, Sorry, again, keep yeah. going, keep going. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> all I just love it. I'm, I'm Jesus. No, my heart. I, I'm just, I was just in all of that this morning. Like endure hardship. It's discipline. It's opposite. So I'm just saying yes and amen to what you're th- you're you're presenting. Well, you're just you're throwing out there that his blood speaks a better word, right? And that yes. phrase yes. has been my bread and butter <laughs> for my oh, cool. seasons of feeling misunderstood feeling mm. all of my all the when when the voice of the accuser is loudest yes. in my heart and in my head that has been the only like there's there's two phrases but I'll, I'll I'll stick with this one the that has been one of the primary ways his blood speaks a better word and sometimes i'm not quite sure what that word is yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah. the voice of the accuser is so loud all I can hear is the accusation and all I can feel is the offense. But I'm like, no, his blood speaks a better word and I'm going to have that conversation. That's the conversation Ooh. I want to have. Yeah. And the way that I do that is, we were just talking about this, with, with thanksgiving yeah. and with praise. That's it. And with yeah. taking the simple things of Christianity, I'm going to speak well about my enemy. And I'm going yes. to bless them. And I am going to hold my tongue. If I can't do that, <laughs> if I don't feel yes. like I can do that, I won't say anything at all. Um, but I'm going to do some of mm. these simple, I'm going to pray. I am going to read mm. the word. I'm going to wash myself in the water of the word. I'm going to speak true things, the Philippians 4, 8. Yeah. I'm going to think about yes. those things. And those things feel so countercultural right now, because mm. what is cultural is to talk about the not true, the not pure, the not holy, the That's not right. like right. all of that is all of the. This is where you stink. Let's talk about that, yeah. and mm. not about the testimony of Jesus, and that His blood speaks a better word. Yeah, and so that's like yes. the fra- you you immediate you say that. And I'm like, yes. Well, and it, and in, and in particular, it's Abel's blood's crying out from the ground, and so it's 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 in the context of again if you read 1 John chapter 3 the reason Cain killed him is he belonged to the evil one yeah. like he 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 didn't have he didn't have, so it's it's in this context of offense being uh, ostracized slandered and, and what have you like to trust the lord being your defender is the like one of what is that not one of the hardest yes. things like i don't have to come to the bat to defend myself to to prove that i'm right or that my intentions were fully pure it's like letting his blood speak yes. a better word like the the cane complex to, to like who is my like I'm not my brother's keeper, like but like where Cain like Cain gives way to the way of Christ to the way of Jesus where he speaks over us and, and you go back to Hebrews two, like chapter twelve uh, chapter two verses twelve through fourteen where Jesus is not ashamed to say in the heavenlies, that's my brother that's yeah. my sister yeah because he was made perfect through what he suffered right Ch- chapter two verse th- uh, eight through ten. And once he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal life for all of us. And so I, I don't know why that's hitting, and I'm glad you you drew that out. But, no, but learning how to walk through that and let Jesus speak over you, your mind, and that's how we overcome offense, accusation, et cetera. It's not just hype. Yeah. It's just doing the work of John 6, uh, John 6, 20, 
29, it's doing the work of believing. Yeah. Well, like I'm going to believe what he speaks over me is true. The true is true. Well, and you just said that that verse of for this reason, he was not ashamed to call us his brothers. And, you know, this that that it's actually I'm going to need to think about this um, because like asking for keys of how to walk through a fence, how to pastor people through a fence. Mm. Thinking of that person. Listen, he was not ashamed to call me brethren. I am not ashamed to call them. Oh. brethren. Oh, say that. He, he is not ashamed to call me his brethren. I am not ashamed to call the one that hurt me, the whatever, wronged me or didn't wrong me because I misunderstood, you know, whatever it is. Sure. I am not ashamed to call them, but the one that I'm upset with. And, you know, Mike right. just, uh, so we're here in Kansas City uh, at, at IHOP and we both attend the same church and... Uh, our, Mike Bickle uh, was just recently sharing a message about betrayal and all of those things, and he said something when mm. in when he was talking about it that kind of that convicted my wife and I because of the season that we've just come out of. You know, we've yes. we've, we've gone through a ton, and we don't like you. I don't really want to go into it, but but in it, he said something that the problem with betrayal is it makes us betrayers. Because when we get betrayed, we then, in our actions and gossip and slander and, yeah. and all of those things, we then betray them and their brothers in Christ. Right. And we're going to need them. Oh. But the betrayal actually ends up, for most of us, if we're not careful, if we don't honor them in the midst of it and honor God in the midst of it, we become the betrayer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and 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 what's so I say this all the time, especially when I like in California, I think it's illegal in Kansas. It's illegal to drive and text. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's not. I rise, I rise. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Anyway, Do so I, I, I I rise up. I rise up and I'm like, get off your phone. And like while I'm driving home from the gym, I'm checking my feed. Yeah. Like the point is other people's sins always look worse on right. them than it does on yes. us. We all know right. that. But back to back to that, like that offense thing, like. Here's what's so tricky about if you're trying to build a praying culture. Here's what we're not saying in this podcast or whatever. I can't speak for you in all your other episodes and your heart, but this is not an escape from the messiness of community. Right. right. Like if we understand, <laughs> like I think in the age, nope. to, when we see Jesus in the age to come, I am so convinced. He's like, dude, I was so much more concerned with those things you put in the not spiritual category than you have a clue yeah. about. Yeah. Things about our attitudes towards each other, motivations, yes. forgiveness, yes. et cetera. It's the only thing they, they asked them to teach them was to pray. And it's the only thing they asked for an increase of faith when he gave them God's vision for reconciled community, seven times 70. Increase our faith, teach us to pray. You think there's a correlation. Yeah. And then and what I what I love, like one of my life passages is 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. The, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober-minded so that you may pray, yeah. period. Love one another deeply yeah. from the heart because love covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Yep. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If you speak, speak like you're speaking the words of God. If you serve, serve with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. But why I love this passage, to me, it's like my life, like this is the play in the end time church. Right. You can't have a mind that's weighed down yep. 
lethargic, sleepy, distracted, discouraged, depressed. You can't have a mind that's intoxicated. So this is the sober part with the spirit of the age, with the chaos, the, the cloudiness, the confusion. Why? Because I need you to lock in in the place of prayer. This orients you to, it connects you to a person who is Colossians 2.17, the reality. Christ is the reality. So I'm praying, I'm accessing his heart, his mind, his thoughts, first for myself, again, that relationship, but then to partner, to even know how to partner. But then he hits him right in verse eight. Out of this vertical posture, wow. it has to have an, a, a horizontal expression, a love that, it's the long game covenantal forgive seven, seven times 70 love. Oh, I hate that they're connected, but they are. <laughs> Dang it. You know what I mean? Well, especially... Because Jesus is like, it's, it's Isaiah 1, it's it's Romans 12. Like, I can't hear your your festivals. They drive me crazy yes. because you hate each yeah. other. Isaiah 1. Like, we he will never let us sever the horizontal no. from the ho vertical from the horizontal. What are the two great commandments? Like, that's it. There you go. You nailed it. I should you should have just said that <laughs> five minutes no, ago. Yours was more well, eloquent. he says he says it later in Peter too, even uh even so that your prayers are not, not hindered. hindered. Love, honor your wife. your wife. Honor your wife. Yeah. So that No, you know, it's actually it's actually before it's, oh, it's first before. Peter three seven. I just look I just looked that yeah. up because this was in my heart. It's so cool. We're talking about yeah. it. Even in marriage, like how we treat our spouse right. impacts our prayer it, life. It impacts our it prayer life. Does. It does. Yeah. Shoot. You know, he won't let us sever it. He won't let us disconnect it. And that's why this whole, this whole, even this whole thing about like, oh, me and Jesus and a lot of like prayer culture, it's easy to go yeah. there. I'm, I, dude, I'm a mystic. I'm a charismatic. I love that space and place. But like my cry as a pastor is Lord, let this materialize and manifest. And, and, and what Francis Schaeffer said, true brothers loving true brothers and sisters. And this is the final apologetic to an unlooking world. Like, obviously, Jesus said this 2,000 years ago, John 13, yeah. 34, and 5. This is how they'll know your mind. Right, right. And so, again, there's a reason why, like, we have to build houses of prayer because he's called us to operate in that 1 John 3, 1, otherworldly love. Yeah. The love the Father's lavished on us is meant to become the love that brothers and sisters show to each other. And this is... Which is central okay, this, around uh, forgiveness. Like, this is it's an overcoming offense. Yes. <laughs> 100%. I can't pray. He's like, leave your gift in front of the altar. First go and be like, this is... I just was in that... Uh, that was our Bible reading today. Our church Bible reading plan was Matthew 5 as well. I'm, so I'm in this. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, and but Lord, I just want to, I just want to offer it. Don't you love my song? He's like, I do, but I can't hear it right now. Like I, I, it. I just can't. Yeah. Well, so in all of this, just to kind of tie it back to what we were talking about in the beginning, like <laughs> that we're, we're living in a time and this statistic is still bugging me, but it's real because uh, it, it came out in 2020 and then it's just been proven to be true. Like they, they did a deep hmm. dive on this stat because it was too, it was so uh, absurd to think that they actually went, is that true, mm. and, and has that changed? But in 2020, mm. a third of the church walked away and never came back. Mm. And it's, it's three years later, the report back is, yeah, that's true. And, mm. and uh, I mean, I, in 1979, our, it was about 90% of Americans were Christian, claimed to be Christian in one way, shape, or form. Mm. Today it's around it's nearing forty six percent. 
Hmm. Uh, of Americans claim to be a Christian. That includes Mormons, that includes Catholics, that includes, you know, Seventh-day Adventists, just any sort of whatever. They It's pure research. They just dump them all into the Christian category. Um, we wouldn't hmm. consider Mormons Christians, but they do. So they're like, well, sure. yeah, I mean, the Jesus guy's in their story somehow, so he's in there too. Yeah, somewhere. Um, but the thing is, in the midst of all of this, it's what we said. The fact that prayer is an epiphany, it's like, guys, what have we been doing well because Mm. prayer hasn't been central in other words it's not a new idea a good idea for like a new era of what the church should look like it's like no this is the returning back to what we've been missing and because we've been missing it so many have left because we've been missing it so many have not endured because we've been missing it so much infighting amongst christians and and believers and Whatever, because nobody knows how to reconcile. Nobody knows how to handle it. And the cancel culture and all of that kind of stuff is cracked right. into the church in such a way where, I mean, the, the church hurt people are louder than the church now because the church hurt people. Yes. Are, and, and there are real instances of abuse and whatever, sure. probably because they had a pastor that didn't have a prayer life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, <laughs> well, honestly. But, but like, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's because we have so missed the presence of God mm-hmm. and feasting on his presence that that I don't think you can I think I, I don't think you can put the cart before the horse. I think prayer comes first. Because I think when you That's come to so him in his presence, then you can reconcile. When you come to him in his presence, then you can forgive. When you come to his presence, then you can be gentle. When you come into him in his presence, then because the own mm-hmm. that's the starting point. Not just, you know, we said the pinnacle earlier. It's not even just the pinnacle. It's the starting place. This is where we start. Right. God, I need you. That's where Jesus starts in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There it is. You can't do anything without that being your starting place. God, I need you. And then when we go to God, I need you, God goes, well, yeah, and you need (laughs) forgiveness. You need to let yes. go of that offense. Right. You need to do these things. But it comes mm-hmm. in that starting place. And that's the only thing I'd add, actually, to what both of you said, is the words that we speak and the things, and you know, all of that stuff that you guys were saying, I think is good. I look at it like it's Psalm 13, where mm-hmm. I think there first has to be that initial point where we come to God with honesty about where we're at. Yeah. Because when we come to God with honesty... Amen. God, that hurt. God, what they said offended me. God, they wronged me, and I was wronged. You know, mm-hmm. like David comes to God very honestly, like, God, yes, I, I, my accusers are everywhere. Where are you? You know, everyone is out to get me, blah, blah, blah. But then he ends mm-hmm. it, Psalm 13, but I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully. That's the part that you guys are talking about, the the honoring him Amen. and putting him forth and, and and being thankful for what he has done and gratefulness coming mm-hmm. out of our uh, coming out of our mouths but i think it's that initial poor in spirit reach of saying god i can't do this this is yes. hard yes these people have done this my church is falling apart you know whatever it is mm. i need you and from that place i can say thank you though yeah. That you've put me here. Thank you that That's you've it. done this. Thank you that you've, because I I I think it's in that. I think that's how we become 
Um, I'm thinking of Indiana Jones randomly right now. A penitent man. <laughs> and he's like, a penitent man, a penitent yes. man. Yes. Like, a penitent man prays. And then he ducks and then the thing goes over his head and he doesn't oh. get his head chopped off, you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> have you not seen Indiana Jones? You didn't react. You have not yes. seen. She has not seen Indiana I'm Jones. I'm there. I, I, I'm Thank tracking. you. Thank I get you. It. Listen, I'm, I'm really bad at the cultural references, okay? That's not even a culture reference. That's a historical reference. Well, that movie you know, came out when I was like five. <laughs> historical. Historical. Indiana Jones. My history degree went farther back than when you were five, though. So. Dude. Dude. That's so awesome. to, under, to underscore, before, before we do horizontal work, we, we have to go vertical yes. ourselves. We yeah. have to be honest. I, I, what you just said was, per- yeah. was so so needed. And thanks for, thanks for throwing that in. Yeah. I, 100%. I think this, sounds, this is going to sound funny. The third of the church walking, the voice of the accused, the no church, church hurt, church, church hurt, yes, is louder than than the church, and I, I'm not glad that that's the case, right? Yeah, but I am seeing the opportunity, right? No, one hundred that we have, yes, to do what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. To forgive, yes. To see people, because we all have that. We all have people, and that to have repent. Said, I mean, there's well, uh, my leadership hasn't been awesome. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's to own our yeah. stuff, right? Oh, good. Yes, you know, our yes, critics yes. are our cheapest research, whatever, or yeah. the best, re- you know, whatever. I'm watching all the. That's phrases. such a good word. Come on. <laughs> um, but the the to practice what we're talking about, yeah, of forgiving, covering, and seeing people through the testimony of Jesus, the blood that speaks a better word. Yeah. Is, okay, they're mm. saying this, that's that's really hurtful, that's really painful. We all have those situations where those things have been said or whatever. But he's producing love in us yes. because love yes. is birthed through forgiveness. Yes. Real yes. love is produced through forgiveness. Yeah. Mm. And if they will mm. know us by our love, mm-hmm. then we're going to get a lot of opportunity yes. to forgive. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I, I, I want to say this. Uh, Chad would never say this, and I can already tell he's going to hate that. I'm going to talk about this. but um, Don't do um, it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't you Disconnect. do it. I the don't even know what you're funny. doing. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I think you emulate this well in your leadership um, because uh, your church was going through so much, and you guys were making a huge shift. And I tuned in to your live stream when you get, you're announcing to your church what's going on. And mm-hmm. I think the the way that you emulated Jesus in doing it because what mm-hmm. you did was you repented you didn't you didn't yeah. come to your people and say hey we're going this way and you either you're in or you're mm-hmm. out this is what we're doing it's got to be you said no i've not been the best pastor and i'm not led necessarily in the right ways but i but I, i'm working on that but if you would come with me i'm going after him and and i think it's worth it i think we need to and i, I thought i mean that's why we're friends i watched that and i was like oh friend yeah oh how can you not be friends with a guy that that's was about a, jesus in that way i mean that 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 was a hard sunday <laughs> but you're right yeah and i listen i genuinely i meant every phrase yeah. is is when you realize leaders quote like we for some reason leaders are in a category of like not human yes. in many of our view yeah. but i'd realize because of the various offenses and people coming and going and sending emails we're leaving the church your worship is this or or whatever you begin to guard again this is not this is beyond the healthy guard your heart proverbs 423 but you just close it off because you don't want to 
brave the stinkiness yeah. of uh, and it wasn't there wasn't hidden sin there was none of that stuff and part of that sermon you were referencing a couple of years ago was i was just like man i want to be able to shepherd people well and i can't do that without a heart that's willing to be laid bare and be willing to be hurt yeah and and offended and misunderstood but i i think if we know anything from the leadership of jesus this is this is his kind of leadership right strike the shepherd and all of the sheep will scatter yeah like if, if there's anyone who understands betrayal offense hardship being denied being abandoned it's our master yeah our king yeah. and so he'll he'll help us if we'll be willing to do that uh to brave those waters so anyway i can't believe we've up, already yeah, had uh, such a long conversation because it feels like we're just diving into like we <laughs> should just be- have them again <laughs> i know we should if we weren't pressed up with against time i think we, i would just say well let's just keep going let's joe rogan this thing and have oh, three hour long podcast i love that but uh <laughs> <So> <laughs> poor leslie <laughs> poor leslie so good uh but uh, but i want to i want to close and ask you this what do you what what is what do you feel like out of saying right now to the church I mean, maybe it's just to your church, but what do you feel like? The, what right now is like the this is what God is saying. We gotta we gotta walk in this. I love it. I, again, I already quoted one Peter four seven through eleven. Yeah. That's what he's saying. It's it's the end of times. You can't afford you, your mindset matters yeah. so that you can pray, so that you can love yeah. covenantal love. Use your gifts. Um, I would just say because I'm a broken record and I've been again in a baptism of Moravian glory. <laughs> is I think I think he's like. Again, every great movement of God has is what Alan Hirsch called as like a re-Jesus moment. Yeah. We just like the church discovers Jesus again. Yeah. Like, but hasn't she always? No. No. He often, Laodicea, he's outside knocking. Like, I want to come back yeah. in. I want to restore fellowship, yeah. nearness, intimacy. So I feel like it's a it's a big vision of Jesus. Like, like the like the big vision of of, of the king, his kingdom, his ways, his will, all that. And I think it is going to be. Uh, radical, like disciples of like community, yeah. like again, nothing new. Yep. Canopy of prayer that's going to cover every good endeavor in our workplace and our world and every missional undertaking. Yeah. With, like, like what, like the very first time God told someone to write something down in the Bible, to me is Exodus seventeen, is for Joshua to win the battle in the valley, someone had to be on the mountain with intercessory hands raised up. Yeah. This is the first time God told a man to write something down. So. So Jesus only Jesus, radical community, canopies that cover homes, hearts, families, churches, regions with prayer, and then like old-fashioned, we are Christ's ambassadors. Like go go show and share the love of Jesus in tangible ways. Like that's the play that he's speaking over us. Yeah. It's nothing new. It's so ancient and old. Yeah. But I'm like, that's enough to work on at least until the age to come. Yeah. So wow. That's like to me, that's like what he's been speaking and impressing in our hearts. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, Pastor Pastor Chad Bohai, will you pray for us and close this in prayer? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I would love that. Man, Lord, I'm just so thankful for my friends. I'm so thankful for their eagerness to contend for the beauty of your people and your church. It doesn't take a prophet to usually see what's blatantly wrong, but it takes someone with your heart to call out the beauty, the gold that's hidden beneath the surface. So Lord, we're just asking for that Malachi 3 reality that you would come with fire and with the launder's mm-hmm. soap so that your people would come forth as gold, yeah. refined, 
Holy Spirit, we're just asking that you would touch Isaiah 6, the lips of your leaders, those listening to this, and any sort of agency within a church, a ministry, a family, a marriage, a home, a school, a workplace, that you would cleanse our lips first so that our words would carry potency and precision and power. Lord, I just ask that in every church, list every leader, we just contend for the fullness of your purposes to be manifest in their hearts and their families and their homes and in their church and in their city and their region. God, I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for my friends. I just ask God that you would uh, anoint us for the task at hand, that Lord, you would stay, steady us, that you would anchor us as those oaks of righteousness to be able to withstand the onslaught, the headwinds, the accusations, and that we would have an overcoming spirit because we love yeah. you. Even unto death, Lord, we just thank you for first love fire being poured out afresh and anew yeah. on your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Chad, thank you so much for joining us, bro.